This is Jack Lyles. This is JT Kelly. And uh, on tap for today, we have CJ Miller. CJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm, well, my name is CJ, but that's a new thing for myself. Most people from Detroit know me as Chris. Uh, I'm from Detroit originally. I moved down here in March. Uh, I'm a junior um, here at South. Uh, mediocre grades, but great personality. That's how I describe myself. <laughs> so you're originally from Detroit. What was that transition like from the big city to uh, Bloomington, Indiana? Uh, quite the transition, actually. So when I first moved down here, I, well, when you're from a big city, there's a lot to do. And down here, not much like, so like downtown Detroit is this big metropolis, tall buildings, casinos, arenas, the whole ordeal, like Bel Air Park. You can see Windsor, Canada from like, you know, across the bridge. And then here, you know, downtown the square. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's been nice. Uh, it's a lot calmer and a lot quieter than Detroit. Uh, school systems are completely different. Um, not necessarily one's bad or worse. You, you know, that's a debate for another day. But uh, definitely different. Definitely different. So how do you feel about kind of what's going on with Detroit and currently, you know, today? Uh, Detroit had a, as everyone well knows, Detroit had a bit of a rough patch. Detroit was used to be this blooming economic powerhouse in the Midwest. You know, it was... Back in the 60s and the 50s, it was New York, Chicago, Vegas. You know, Vegas was always Vegas. <laughs> and then Detroit. Like, it was an economic powerhouse. It was the the heart of the, the beating heart of the Midwest. And then after a while, due to some race issues with the city going from majority white to majority black, that caused a lot of friction in the city. And then the recessions and then the jobs leaving and a mixture of other things like corruption. Yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, the mayor before the current one went to jail for it. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of these factors and then the economic crash in 2009 just completely killed it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it it's, it's been through its hardships, but the current mayor now is, is doing what he can and Detroit is coming back. So my prediction, give it 20, 30 years, I think it can be back at its pre-1960 levels. Definitely. Um, you're very interested in politics and stuff. Um, why did you join the debate team and what are your interests in it? Uh, joining the debate team, that was, it's something that I always wanted to do, even as a kid, because for anyone that knows, most people in my generation got into politics in 2016, yeah. you know, with that, you know, whole election, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I got into it back in 2012. You know, I remember being, you know, in the fourth grade, eight years old, watching the Obama-Romney debates, not understanding much of it, but enjoying the, you know, enjoying it. Uh, so it, joining the debate team was always something because as a young person, I always thought it would be the closest thing I could do to politics um, because that's what politicians do, debate. So it's something that I always wanted to do, but my old schools never had it. So when I moved down here um, last March, March of 2018, or 19, 19? Yeah, 19, 2019. <laughs> um, 
and I found out that there was a debate team here, I was excited for it. And so I went to the call-out meeting for it. Now, I was in a play at the time, but that kind of fell through. So once all of that, you know, with the grades and everything, once I got everything in order, I joined a debate team, and I mm-hmm. met some incredible people, uh, you know, Darby, Thaddeus, yeah. even John Beggs, Katrina, <laughs> um, uh, Jack, Tilly, Nikki, like I've met so many incredible people. Yeah. Ron Underwood yeah. even like uh it's something I always wanted to do and it's been worthwhile. Now I don't necessarily debate politics in debate. That's not necessarily how that goes cuz I remember when I went into debate into the debate team, the first topic for public forum, which is one of the forums in debate, mm-hmm. was the Belt and Road initiative. Yeah. No one's ever heard of the Belt and Road yeah. initiative. <laughs> it's some weird benign thing going on between China and the EU is basically trying to rebuild the Silk Road, but you don't always debate typical political issues, but still like it's, it's been worth my wildest dreams. So do you hope to kind of in the future after school, um, get into the, like get into politics, kind of be in the political arena? Yes, I do. Unfortunately. So I call, so I love politics, but also call it a curse because it is such a, a stressful and intense job that it, it, it's one of the few things that could really burn someone out. And that potential does run with me, but I, the problem is, is that I don't love anything else. So I have no choice to, so like, yeah, I could make, I could be a detective for some small town, but I would be unhappy for the rest of my life, you know? So I, I kind of have to go into the political arena if I want to maintain a semi happy life. Um, people ask me, cause I used to, when I was younger, people ask me, you know, when I was younger, like, what do you want to do? I'll be like, Oh, I want to be president of the United States. People ask me that now I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't want to be president. Don't ask me. <laughs> don't vote for me if I do. Don't yeah. don't do it. I uh, what I want to do is become a political consultant. Okay. Uh, I want to help politicians get elected. Politicians that I truly believe in. Yeah. Uh, so if every so if anyone who is probably very little amount of people, if anyone's ever watched The West Wing, I want to be a Josh Lyman, Toby Ziegler, as opposed to Josiah Bartlett or Matt Santos. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you think? is the biggest problem in society right now? Kind of a deep question, but... Uh, The biggest problem in society... Wow, that's loaded. Uh, (laughs) I think the lack of understanding one another. I think, and that goes into a few things of a political polarization. So I came from a city where Trump lost by quadruple digits, <laughs> right? And then I came and I went, you know, I'm from Michigan. That state's been particular liberal, you know, yeah. with exclamation points, because uh, I wouldn't necessarily call Michigan liberal, but it's been democratic since the 90s. I was raised in a democratic family. I've always lived in relatively democratic areas and then I moved down here and down here is where I'm made friends that were Trump supporters for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's given me interesting perspective. And I think a lot of people don't have that. And it's the same vice versa. I think when you come from, you know, theoretically like a small town and you, when you live in a bubble, regardless of where or how that, or how big that bubble is, yeah. that 
and you don't branch out of it, that's not healthy for society. And that what leads to political polarization. Uh, and also, I just, I was in biology class and I was just watching a environmental documentary about how these whales and stuff are getting their fins chopped off. Mm. Uh, very, very tragic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm laughing about it, but it's, it's very sad. Um, and a lot of people would look down an environmentalist and, and I think the lack of understanding for things that are different yeah. from your own bubble mm. is the biggest problem. Cause I think if we can burst each other's bubbles and we could see how life is, you know, I'm from a big city, like driving down here was nothing but farm. Like I'm friends, I'm friends with farmers now. I'm friends with Trump supporters. I'm friends with people that I wouldn't have been friends with in Detroit because they weren't there. Uh, so I think if we can get past our bubbles that we live in, that society will progress a whole heck of a lot further than it is now. Yeah. So I, th I think that's probably one of the biggest problems in society right now. It's also, it, and it also leads to when you see someone else, but you live in a bubble, mm -hmm. it leads to you judging them. Yeah. And it, it goes both ways. So like, it's not just people on the coast, you know, or, you know, people that have live a certain lifestyle in a certain place looking down on people in middle America. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people in middle America looking down on people from the coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like you have politicians that unfortunately contribute to this by saying, you know, by, you know, I don't know the right word for it, but diminish or disregard people that live on the coasts. Yeah. Like they insult some of these cities and it's the same with some other people that insult the homeland. So, or the, the middle of America. So I think if you can burst that bubble, then maybe just maybe we can get through our political polarization. It's not just a problem just here in America. It's a problem across the Western world, Germany, France, Britain, especially leaving the European union. Like the lack of understanding for something that is different is the reason society can move slow on some things that we shouldn't. Uh, take civil rights, for example. Like to us, civil rights, like equality among all the races, that's not a benign idea. Yeah. Just 60 years ago, it was, mm -hmm. because of the lack of understanding for something that is different. Mm -hmm. So I think if we can burst each other's bubbles, that will be the greatest thing society can do. Yeah, I completely agree there. Um, I just feel like you you really hit the nail. Um, people today, they kind of just want to argue and say their point, but not really listen to other people's. And I also agree what you said, um, not even just about like the coast, but like someone from Bloomington, Indiana, I've lived here my whole life. Um, when I think of Detroit, I think of just crime and like what I see on the news. but obviously like you're from Detroit, you're a good person. You've, you know, you've lived there. And I think if people really like talk to people from these places, go these places, um, just getting experiences can help. Yeah. And I think we have a really unique opportunity in Bloomington because it's, it's a mostly 
it's a mostly Republican state in general, but Bloomington itself is more democratic or liberal leaning. And that kind of brings a, a mix of both sides that I feel like aren't in a lot of places. So like you said, meeting a lot of, you know, Trump supporters and stuff like that, you know, you get a unique opportunity here to see that. So a lot of us should try and take advantage of that, but thank you for a great interview. And we've been doing, uh, we've been ending with a word of the day or just kind of a phrase or something that you picked up on. Uh, word of the day. Well, the phrase of the day would be, uh, Gandhi, yeah, Gandhi's a, yeah, <laughs> you guys just made a face. Um, Gandhi said a quote once that I, that has stuck with me since I've ever, since I've heard it. And it is live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. And I think if we could try to go by that quote, you know, live and have fun and Live your life, you know. If you got to be on the test, you got to be on the test, you know. <laughs> uh, and always try to learn. Always try to learn perspectives and learn from one another. And, you know, not just learn from history, but, you know, learn from your friend and learn from your uncle and learn from that one cousin that may support a different candidate than you. You know, you got to, like, always learn and just live happy. Live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. That's the phrase of the day. That's a great one. That's a really good one. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, CJ. And uh, this is, yeah, it's been a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> wow, really good interview with CJ there. Really interesting guy. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff, a lot of ground there. Just talked about debate, what life is like, how it's different in Bloomington from an urban area, just kind of, uh, you know, society in general and how we can hopefully make it a little better. Really interesting stuff. I first met CJ uh, in the fall this, or I should say last year, 2018, 2019, sorry. Um, and what I noticed about him is the second he sits down and the second he starts talking to you, you're just instantly friends with the guy. Uh, everyone around him uh, just likes him and he, he respects um, what you have to say. And he's just a really interesting guy and he's uh, he always has a lot to say. Um, he's only been here less than a year and i feel like he's a, a public figure in this school yeah i definitely think he's made a made his impact in that short time and again i've never i hadn't met him before this and uh really nice guy and i felt like i'd known him for years you know <laughs> so uh but another great podcast here over at optimize and uh we'll see you next week this is jack this is jt have a great week week y'all